Shit, I literally have nothing to do right now. Literally, right when I said it, you, I won't, I can't say it again, but uh, <laughs> our guest, my guest today is a very good friend, Eric Fetty, and we're going to do this a little different. Ray, when he showed up, he broke out the gift, <laughs> and it's a picture of him. What team is this? This is our high A affiliate, Potomac Nationals. And they wasted all this money <laughs> to put your fucking stupid face on a t-shirt. Yeah, they, um... I, th- I think it fits me good, man. I'm a goofy cat, and this is just a goofy, <laughs> a goofy emoji. And it's it does look like you. Yeah, I think at that time too, I had really long hair, so that's where maybe the the blonde locks. Yeah, what happened out. to the flow, dude? The rat tail oh, fed. Oh, yeah, dude, my hair does grow in a rat tail. I'll bury him. Uh, is it fortunate or unfortunate? I don't know. Yeah, maybe if I. Ever I always thought you looked stupid, but yeah, that's fair. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, this is. It was that a? It had to be a giveaway. No one's gonna yeah, buy that was, shirt. Oh, it was a giveaway. Yeah, it was like first like five thousand fans or something. And oh damn! They uh, they sold out in minutes. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> there was people lined up for days. Let me see it. Yeah, I'll definitely. Uh, this is gonna go. What we we started to do, like I was telling you, that Paul brought that jersey. Um, tearaway tag, huge. That's fantastic. <laughs> we can't have that itch. Um, but Paul brought us. Paul brought us the jersey from Players Weekend. And so, like, hopefully it just goes jerseys and shirts and shit that we can just yeah. keep hanging up. Try and move that just a little closer to your mouth. There you go. Perfect. You already coughed all over it, so don't worry about people getting <laughs> be, be aware. Next guest. <laughs> no, we, we definitely have a Costco supply of sanitizing wipes, so we'll get it on there and make sure no one's going to get infected by you. Always ready. <laughs> you got to be prepared, you know? We got people rolling, rolling in and out of the studio. You got to stay healthy. Um, but... People would be happy to know that they were infected by a World Series champion. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. <laughs> <laughs> Seven people in a row just get come down with the flu and they're just yeah. coughing. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would still hate you even, <laughs> even though you have a World Series. Yeah, I probably w- wish I'm just dead. They're like, why is this guy still around? Yeah, damn. Like, or no, they'd just be more pissed at me than I didn't clean stuff. But, um, which I mean, let's roll it into it. Last time you were in the, um, in Vegas. I mean, you've been home for probably like a month or so, right? Yeah, we got back like November 6th or 7th. Crazy. I mean, shorter off season this year, obviously, but the last time you were here, you were on uh, the All-Star break for AA or AAA? Um, it was the weirdest situation. So our AA team is much, much closer than our AAA team because um, our AAA team is in Fresno, which is about as far away from D.C. as you can get. Yeah. And um, I had just got sent down to AAA. And I'd been there for about like six or seven days. And then the all-star break hit and they decided that they were going to move all the guys that were more um, big league ready to double A. So I would drove from Fresno here to hang out and leave my car and a lot of my stuff and then flew back to Harrisburg right after the all-star break. Damn. Okay, that's right. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, because you guys were all... We're all here. You guys went out partying and then came over here and partied. And you were here for like two, three days, right? And then right, pretty much right after that All-Star break, I mean, it wasn't too much longer after like you got called up and you stayed up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I got called up. It was like this really weird scenario where I threw five days before the All-Star break. So my, my spot in the rotation didn't come up again the day before. And then there was like the five days of break. And then... I was the fifth starter after um, the break. Okay. So and then so that was like I didn't pitch for like 
13, 14 days. But before I pitched in double A, I had got called back up to pitch uh, in Baltimore. That's right. I'm trying to remember it all right yeah. now because I remember talking about it when you were here, but you guys were <laughs> partying your ass yeah. off, and I don't really know exactly what was going on. But um, for for anybody listening and watching that doesn't know, uh, Fetty and I were teammates um, in college at UNLV. He was the first-round draft pick, hashtag 1RF, um, <laughs> after having Tommy John. But we played – I mean, it was 2014, right? I think we played 13 and 14. But, yeah, you got, yeah, I got drafted. drafted. We were 14. in the same class, but it was we got drafted so far apart that it seems like a different draft. <laughs> oh, my God, in. you were drafted in 14, too. <laughs> Isn't that weird? You were the very first round, and I was the 39 out of 40. So Sweet, yeah. there was a big gap in between. But you um, – so we played together – at UNLV, he was obviously, um, I mean, the first year, it was it was kind of like 1RF was like starting. We were kind of like teasing you because you had gotten, a lo- you pitched well as a freshman. And you were a freshman All-American, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm just I'm making sure I got my facts on you, right? But <laughs> I'm gonna have the biggest head ever. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I didn't invite you on just yeah. for no reason. Fed, come on. But uh, <clears throat> so we played together. Um, in that second year, so it was my senior year and your junior year. Um, it it was like almost a guarantee that you were going to be a first rounder. Um, that you pitched just as good, if not better, your sophomore year. I didn't see your freshman year, but you dominated, um, except for pitching at Air Force. Uh, in that, no one pitches well. <laughs> if you ever want to go have your career die, go pitch at Air Force. Go pitch at Air Force. Um, but your your senior year or your junior year, my senior year, you totally fucked us and blew out your elbow. Uh, <laughs> Killed our run to the postseason. So selfish. But um, that was a super weird. uh, I was trying to think about just like going back of everything that happened. It was a super weird time because you, it happened at Air Force, right? No, it happened. um, I threw at home against San Diego State. And I think I threw a CG that day. And after that, I was definitely barking a little. And then we faced New Mexico the next week at home. And. Oh, how I did not enjoy that school when we played them. I felt like that was my biggest rivalry. It was I mean, they raked every year. Yeah, they, like they were or they were just always a very tough team. And then I was grinding out another r- good game there, so I just wanted to keep going. And eventually, it was like pitch hundred or something. I blew out, and um, you made another start after that, didn't you? <laughs> well, I was trying to. We um, so I when I threw the pitch, like I don't know. I didn't at the time know what it felt like to blow out. Yeah. So I was like, something is wrong. Like very, very. I threw four more pitches after like I felt it, or five more actually, and then it was a five pitch walk, and then coach came out. And I remember being like, hey, I think I, I think I'm done for the day. <laughs> he was probably <laughs> probably rattled because usually I was very rude to him when he'd come out. Yeah. He'd just be like, hey, like you can go back to the dugout now. But <laughs> <laughs> kindly leave. Yeah. Um. But I remember being like, yeah. And then I remember I'll never forget it taking uh, our Saturday pitcher, John Ritchie, who's probably my be- one of my best friends in college. Uh, be like, hey, man, like, follow me. And we were, like, behind into this, like, tool shed that we have, like, where all the rakes and stuff was. And okay. I was like, dude, you got to, like, do that test to see if you blew out your Were you, shit. like, down in the bullpen? Yeah, down in the bullpen oh, in, that, in that, like, shed. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm so secretive. And um, I'm like, do that thing where they pull your elbow a yeah. little. And I was like, dude, you got to do that thing where you pull my elbow. I got to find out. Like, just yeah. do it. And I did it, and it didn't hurt. I was like, oh, dude, I'm Gucci. Like, yeah. I'm upset. It's like 10 minutes after you probably yeah. can't feel yeah. shit. I'm like, dude, my whole hand's numb. I'm just like, oh, dude, that feels good. Like, we're yeah. fine. And then. Um, Dr. Richie. I remember um, 
being yeah thank you dr richie for <laughs> diagnosing me correctly uh, <laughs> or incorrectly um <laughs> then i went to go see it definitely a, wasn't right yeah i went to go see uh, another doctor in vegas and um he thought he did that test too and he was like i don't think it's broken or I, I don't think it's torn but i feel like it's very close yeah so that was like I, that made me really upset i was like dang i'm like you're telling me i'm going to blow out like, that's not fun and then uh i ended up it was just not going well and we were playing san diego state the next weekend in san diego yep um and so i got to see dr alatrosh in la and then we drove who's up. an absolute stud yeah i mean if you talk about mr hollywood yeah i mean you look at him you're like damn like you're like you don't even know who he is but you're like that that guy's famous as soon i went down there with nightmare uh my first year when i was volunteering his shoulder was fucked up and he had had surgery and he was doing all his rehab and stuff and so I had to go down. For some reason, I got sent down there, and I met with. They're like, "Hey, you got to get with the doctor." Like, <clears throat> no offense, nightmare, but like he doesn't like he's not going to pay attention. So you need to come back with the information. <laughs> and like, yeah, absolutely. So he, the doctor, walks in the room. I'm like, holy shit! Like, I would no matter what this guy said, I'd be like, yes, sir. Like, let's get it done. Yeah. Just absolute stud. And you walk down the hallway, and all the freaking pro it's athletes like, they have. It's like there. Leonardo DiCaprio and stuff. He's like, oh, yeah. thanks, doc, for fixing my shoulder. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. Does he have an Eric Fetty uh, sign thing up <laughs> oh, in his hallway? Like, hey, scrub, get out of here, bro. <laughs> he maybe has a card yeah, on his desk. But he, he ended up doing a quick MRI of my elbow. <laughs> he, dude, I'll never forget this because it was me and my dad. Um, he walks in the room and he puts up the MRI and goes, oh, yeah. I mean, it's totally torn. And I was like, <laughs> like, it was like no biggie. And I was just like, I remember like blacking out, like being like, oh, my God, like my life's over. Like, yeah. I put. School at this point was a joke. Yeah, um, I was like putting all my eggs in the basket of being being a, a first rounder. First ra- yeah, and then um, like I mean, I was worried I had to take Pilates class like every once a week. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I had, um, but and then he told my, he talked to my dad, and I mean I was I mean I was out of it, and then I remember, um, yeah, I remember just walking back to the car, and um, I started to cry a little, and then. I'd never seen my dad cry, and yeah. he started crying. Oh, shit. And then I, dude, I was well, like, "Well, shit, he was putting all his eggs in your basket." He's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, "Shit, right. Eric's gonna be a big leaguer." <laughs> yeah, if, if one thing, I was, and then I was like so upset, I was like dry heaving in his bushes. Oh like, my god, I've been yeah. in that parking lot too, like dude. ten times because they, I had knee surgery there with a different doctor in yeah. that office, right in the with the Hooters, right in the parking lot. Huh. It's fantastic. Yeah, so I uh, that um. That was a tough situation, and then we decided to get in the car and drive back to um, to San Diego to watch the boys. Yeah, and just tell everybody that I was hurt. I dude, and I remember you walking into the dugout and kind of like you just had a look on your face that was like clearly you'd been crying, but you'd look yeah. like you'd seen a ghost, and it was like, oh, uh, we all know what that means. Yeah, and then I you kind of just like, yeah. I think I started crying again, and that when everyone kind of came over and hugged me, and everyone you know made me feel pretty good about like yeah. you know like. Um, but, and then I remember that was that Friday night and Richie got to throw. And I mean, I think, I, I don't know if he cried or not, but I definitely saw him, you know, he was really emotional and it was cool. And he went out and shoved it down Yelp. San Diego's throat. And I think there was a lot of scouts there to see somebody throw. And he, uh, I mean, I think he got drafted in the third round. I mean, it could, I mean, they could have been there to see him. They could, it could have been, who was their Friday night guy at the time? Cedarov, I think. Cedarov, and you had yeah. Bubba Derby, whoever, I think I was, anybody. Yeah, had. and I was still planning on throwing that day. Yeah. I was still um, expected to. Oh, I think at some point there I missed a – in between there I missed a road trip to Clemson. 
Um, yeah. So I remember yeah. you. Uh, I remember getting texts like, "What's wrong with Fetty? Like, why didn't he go on the trip?" From uh, my junior college coach who was had just moved into pro ball, and it was like, because everyone wanted to know what the fuck was going on. Like, you yeah. were gonna be. I mean, you were a first rounder, but everyone, it was just like, oh shit, no one knew anything. You're not hurt, and then all of a sudden, you don't make a trip. That was a big trip. And yeah. then we come back, and it's like, oh, shit, what's still what's going on? No one really knows. Yeah. We kept it under wraps just because we wasn't really sure what was going on. And there was, I guess, potentially a lot of money involved. So so um, you ended up so – ended up, that was the end of the year, and then the draft was like the day after your surgery, right? Uh, yeah, I ended up getting surgery that like right before the draft. Uh, luckily, um, Alatrash was nice enough to fit us in. That way, you know, teams would know that I had a successful surgery. And uh, there was another big right-handed pitcher, Hoffman, who was on the board with Tommy John also. And he ended up going like ninth or 11th overall or something like that. So that was big to know that he was off the board. Cause, mm-hmm. um, People weren't scared of taking him. Well, yeah, and then plus with him off the board, now I was like – the next hurt right-handed pitcher. <laughs> that wasn't like second in that line. That's not a fun line to be second. Yeah, right. Um, and you know the Nationals were kind enough to take me, and I'm glad we got it worked out. 14th overall. 18th. 18th overall. I remember I was sitting at TJ's house, and we were upstairs, and it was just me, him, and Joey watching it, just sitting on the beanbags, just waiting and waiting and waiting. And I wanted. I remember at some point you had said that the Red Sox there was a chance that they were gonna to draft you or something, or maybe yeah. I, I was just dreaming that you were gonna get drafted by the Red Sox. I'm like, dreaming. please pick them, please pick them, please pick them. Um, but I mean, that was just something that was so cool at the time, like to see somebody like you, we grew up watching the draft in the first round. You see those guys like <laughs> they show the video specials yeah. and shit, and then they're showing clips on the MLB Network on the actual first round of the draft of like our team. You're pitching for us, like you have a UNLV jersey, and we're like, holy shit, that's bad. Like we all knew it was gonna happen, but it was still. Like super cool, and then it was just the, I don't n- not suspense, but like well, no one really knew what was going to happen with the draft. Like I mean, even uh, yeah, you, it was like complete, it, the situation I was in, it was going to be a complete crapshoot. Like someone was going to have to take a chance on us. Somebody was going to, you know, like a deal was going to have to try to be done. And I mean, who wants to like you know pay hurt people? But I'm glad the Nats like trusted in me. Yeah, I think it's getting to a different point, like with with TJ now, and every year that goes by, guys are coming back quicker and quicker, and it just. I mean, you you were lucky enough to have the surgery done at a place that's known for just being yeah. the best. So, has anything <clears throat> does anything bother you? Uh, no, I mean it's been pretty good. It's one of those things that it was like the hardest part was like mentally like letting it go again. I think um, control took a little while, but at this point, I don't don't even think about it. It's been shit five years. Yeah, how crazy is that? Dude, that's so weird. It's 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 a uh, kind of nuts. And then the funny part is, is people always ask me about draft day and stuff, and what were you thinking? And I remember being like, "Man, I was fresh out of surgery. I was <laughs> so high. I was, I was on the couch <laughs> like this." And I remember, I I'll never, I remember Riz calling me, and I'm glad, um, I was at least like in tone enough to be like, "Hey, like, I, I can't talk about this right now." Yeah, like I'm not. In a, I'm, I'm wasted. Not, I'm not in a good place. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, my arms fr- like I'm in a cast, and like still like we had a big party too. It was my brother's birthday and his graduation. Oh damn! And uh, he got, poor guy had to take second to a lot of stuff. Yeah, there. dude. Like everybody was just around the TV and um, yeah. half-assing and happy birthday because yeah. you're watching <laughs> what's going on on and the then, TV. Like I remember his graduation was. Like, he was going to walk at, like, let's just say, like, 3 o'clock. Yeah. We were like, 
dude, Eric, be like, you haven't got drafted yet. Like, we're going to have to go to Kevin's graduation. And then it was like, I got drafted at like 250 or something. And it mm-hmm. was like everyone kicked out of the house. Like, we're going to Kevin's graduation. I remember sitting there in the sun because it was outside and like throwing a fit. Like, I mean, I was like, I'm so sweaty. My cast yeah. is itchy. Like, I'm going home. Like, after I watched Kevin walk. And then he came home and was like, man, like, congrats. But my teacher told me to tell you congrats when I walked across the stage. Uh, no way. And he was like, this was my day. And I'm like, sorry, dude. Like, yeah, dude, I it's your high school graduation. Get the fuck over it. <laughs> this is birthday, too. Happy birthday, bro. Sorry. Yeah. Give him a $100 bill and tell him to yeah, shut up. Like, once we sign, like, I'll buy you a nice Christmas <laughs> present or something. Like, I don't know. Oh, that's but, so um, funny. All right, dude, when you... Uh, yeah, where Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> Looking back now, like, do you think he's really pissed? Like, his high school no, graduation got ruined. Dude, I think it made up for it. Um, when I went to sign my contract in D.C., they uh, flew us first class out to D.C. And we, I mean, my family had never done anything like that. That was me, my mom, dad, and my little brother. And um, he was like, we got like food on the plane. You yeah, know, we were all like, "This is so sick." And, um, and you told him you paid for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, and then we got there and they treated it like we got to DC and they treated us so well and gave us hotels and then they let us, um, they gave us like front row tickets to the game, like right by the dugout. And it was like the all you can eat. Mm -hmm. And Kevin went on a mission to, uh, eat one of everything on the entire menu, like at the ballpark. And I think legitimate mission. Yeah. I think he completed it. And I remember him like hugging me after like we signed the paperwork that day and it was all done. And he was like, this was the best day of my life. And I was like, well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, too, damn. Because I had a good day. I'm, I mean, I he can't be disappointed with you as a, as an older brother. Like shit. I mean, did he get to uh, go to any of the games this year on the playoff? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> they came to all uh, the home games during the World Series. Damn. Yeah. And so uh, he's very bad luck. He's yeah. not invited. Back. Your entire family's bad luck. <laughs> Holy shit, that's crazy. Um, uh, dude, that's funny. Just thinking about like when you signed. I remember very recently after you signed, the first thing you bought was your car, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it that was, was the first. That was my one gift. I bought a laptop because I broke mine like the last week of school. I was uh, yeah, riding around school on the longboards or whatever, yeah. and I like flipped and broke my backpack on the ground, and I was like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, I'm going to get drafted next yeah, week. Sorry about it. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I was in, I was like in broken arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, and so I bought a laptop and my, my Audi. Yeah, but I, so you bought the Audi, and I. This is super random, but we were standing outside, like the back. We're standing in the back parking lot by the soccer field, and we were talking. And you were going. It was your dad's birthday was coming up, or Christmas, whatever it was. But you were going to buy your dad something, and you're like, "Shit, man! Like, I think I'm gonna get him a stereo. Like, the one I want to get him is like 200 bucks. We're going to know that's kind of expensive." I was like, "Betty, don't be cheap. <laughs> like, it's your dad's birthday, dude. You just signed a fat ass deal, like." Give him a fucking nice stereo, and you're like, oh, I don't know, like I was stressed out, and I, I don't know why I always remember that, thinking it was hella funny. But like we're standing next to your freaking brand new Audi. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I still have that that frugal side. I'm like Chipotle extra for guac now, thanks, man. Come yeah, on, sorry. Get off my lip. I mean, you can't be stealing my money. Yeah, which is good. I mean, obviously, I haven't noticed any change in you, like you're not walking around with a shit ton of jewelry on, like throwing cash around, like it's. Like it's nothing. I have lots of piercings. <laughs> You're just hiding shit. Um, okay, so I want to get into you. You kind of were in a weird spot, but uh, you you're a World Series champion, which is insane. You're you're. We talked about it the other day when we were having beers. Like you're the coolest friend that we have until somebody else wins a World Series. Like there's no competition. Um, 
weird situation though. You weren't actively on the roster, so you were you were front row front row seat to all of it. You were in the locker room. You just you had your turfs on. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, uh, luckily, um, you know, the Nats were nice enough to let me stick around and uh, um, you know be a part of it because uh, you know I, I felt like I had a pretty pretty big part in the season. Um, you know, we have a quite an outstanding rotation, um, which is probably one of the main reasons we won the World Series. But uh, you know, uh, just kind of filling in when the guys needed me to. And uh, but yeah, they let me uh, stick around, and I sat in the bullpen the entire uh, pretty much playoffs. And uh, I mean, it was what a ride. I'm so glad I got to be a part of it. Like just hiding on that coattail for the, because I mean, in, in a 25 man roster for the playoffs, you really, I mean, four starters is really all that's needed. Yeah, it's all you really have room for too, because you got to have all those guys in the pen. But it, it was so cool. Like to people that don't know baseball, like you have the you have your roster for the playoffs. Um, if if you don't know baseball, stop listening. But <laughs> you have your roster for the playoffs. Then you have your. I mean, I would call you a reserve, but just the guys that are just slightly off that roster. And you were sitting there. I mean, I I compare it to a red shirt. Like my my red shirt year of junior college, I did everything before the game. Just like I was active, and then as soon as in and out ended, like I took my cleats off and I put my turfs on because I wasn't getting in regardless of of what happened. And even if somebody had gone down during a game, like say it was game one, one through six, you wouldn't have been activated till the next day. So regardless, once you got to the ballpark, you were getting your work in, and then you were just chilling, right? Once the game started. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, you, I, there's still you know that that small chance of like if. Uh, somebody goes down, you know. They're gonna, we actually had that where uh, uh, Joe Ross started a World Series game for us because Max wasn't feeling great. Um, it's just those situations that you'd rather be prepared for and then not. Um, so yeah, I went to the field every day, tried to get my work in, uh, stay mentally locked in in the sense of, you know, for the crazy. Like I realized, like my chances weren't crazy high, but um, on the 25-man roster that we had, you know, you got extra space is needed for why not have a guy that can run yeah or um you know another guy that can hit a home run off your your bench so um but yeah i just tried to stay locked in played my catch every day and was a damn good cheerleader yeah i mean you you don't really have a choice like there's obviously if you weren't a good cheerleader if you weren't a good teammate they wouldn't have you there which is cool and i think that i mean that speaks to you like you you obviously bring something to table to the table even though you have no chance of going in the game that day but just along the <clears throat> the ride of the, the playoffs the, the entire postseason including the world series and it was a long year for you as far as like going up and down you started you pitched in the bullpen I mean at any point in the year were you just like so over it that you were it was just so frustrating um I think the only frustrating times are when you're like up and I think there was a point where the team we were we were on fire as the team, and um, I had we were winning a lot of games, and then I think I got I got beat up by the Braves, and I got sent down after that game, and I remember being, you know, th- those are the times that are tough. Um, then you know, if you go if you go to you know wherever they were sending you double A AA or triple A and pout, it's uh, the quickest way to not be back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just gotta have the the idea that if you pitch well, you're gonna get up. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's y- there's no time to be frustrated. Yeah, frustrations just it's going to be so negative. And I think uh, this is my third year of doing this. Um, was this year, and I think I just kind of got the stick down. Just never unpack and always be ready. And 
Um, as soon as you do feel comfortable, baseball will remind you really quick. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a it's a humbling sport, and especially when you're lucky enough to be on a team that's fighting to win every day. Um, some people will say like, well, don't you want to pitch for? know a, a very unsuccessful team where you could be up the entire time like yeah there's days that i wish that i'm sure yeah but then there's days where i know well how fun is it not playing for anything when you're 30 games out in july mm -hmm. like i couldn't imagine going to the park every day like that like that's just not fun so i would i would never trade trade that yeah I mean, shit i i can attest to like feeling that way for you you know what I mean? Like just sitting here and you're thinking like, I don't want people to get like hurt. I don't want, like, yeah, I don't want a guy yeah. to drop. But I'm like, oh, like this some of my best friends. Yeah. If this guy fucking, if this guy's got tendonitis or this guy blows out and Fetty's the next guy up and it's just like, and it's, it's different to where, um, it's different than college when we were teammates where it was like, we had games Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then we had one like midweek and then you just that cycle big leagues, Minor league baseball, you have games every day. When you're in the big leagues, you're obviously it's a little more luxurious. But when you're in the minor leagues, like you're on a bus, you're mm -hmm. you're in shitty hotels, like you, you're doing all that, you're all that grind. So when you got sent back down the first time, was it like, oh shit, I got to get my ass back up there and stay? Or I mean, this this probably was two years ago, right? That you got called up for the first time. Yeah, seven, some like the middle of seventeen. Three uh, seasons ago. Yeah, this would be yeah, this, this was my part of my third season. That was this That's year. That's crazy. Yeah, I got up there. I got lucky. I got up there pretty quick. You did get up there fast. That's crazy. Yeah. It probably, I mean, getting hurt before you got there, as shitty as it was, mm -hmm. like, it, it probably helped out. Well, I say, like, yeah, I got a, it's like, um, imagine getting just to, like, sit around and watch how everything works for a year and then mm -hmm. getting to try it. So it was like, I went into, like, um, short season ball with uh, the 15 draft class because I waited a full year pretty yeah. much. And it was like, I knew what was going on because I had sat around and watched all these guys and they were like new. And I felt like it almost made me feel like you you're know, the like, salty vet. <laughs> yeah. I'm the rookie. Ball. Everyone's 18 to 21. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm 22, man. Yeah. Like, watch out. Um, but you have to listen to what I say. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't like that at all. But it, um, yeah, I got, I got to move pretty quickly. And I think, uh, but I mean, you could say ready or not for the big leagues. It's, I was learning a lot and I'm happy I get, even though it's up and down a lot, it's still fun. Yeah. So you got, I mean, you're at the point where, um, where you're going to be going into your fourth, fourth season where there's the big league time. Um, when do the options run out? I know we kind of like touched on that a little bit. Yeah, I, that's kind of confusing. I mean, you don't have to go like crazy into it, but. Well, I'm, I'm a weird, weird case where, um, I just found out the other day I received a wonderful fourth option. Um, cause there's a rule, I guess, that if five professional seasons, um, five professional seasons have to be acquired before you can be out of options or something. Um, some stupid ass rule. Some, like some rule. I, I yeah. I'm kind of starting to understand it, but where I think it's meant to like protect some like really young high school guys mm -hmm. that like maybe need more development, um, or something, but it's just like, I happen to be unfortunately in like that that standpoint where I get another year of options because I'm with my injury that year doesn't count. So yeah, that was so, yeah, so it seems half confusing. of 15. So I'm at four and a half years. So not past five. So I get a fourth option. So this year I could be 
doing a similar job that I had this year. You just, I mean, you just got to go to spring training, shove. and Exactly. It's one of those things where um firm believer that if you're pitching well, like, you're not going to stay down. So Yeah. I mean, they can, you can't – numbers don't lie. If you go up and you get guys out, like, they got to keep you up. And if they can't they can't keep you up, then somebody else will get you on yeah. their <laughs> big league roster. It's kind of weird, like, especially being a pitcher. And now that – um you have the experience in the bullpen, which is kind of it's kind of it's been weird, like seeing you out there. What's that been like making that switch? Because you've been a starter. I mean, since I mean all of college, since I knew you, um, and then those first couple of years of pro ball, and then to see you throwing out of the pens a little funky. Yeah, um, I think I was just kind of trying to be that that bridge role where uh, if dude, that that role's tough. I give credit to anybody out there who's ever done it. I think. Uh, I think Seawald probably, he said he probably knows what that's like. Uh, oh, yeah. you got to be checked in from, like, inning one. Um, because if somebody gets hurt, your name's probably getting called. Um, and then you see the game developing, and it's like, say, 2 nothing in the sixth. And you're like, oh, I mean, I can check out because now it's time for, like, our back end of our bullpen. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, we have an offense as good as we do, and we put up an eight spot, and it's 10 nothing in the seventh. And you're like, oh, you're in the game. Yeah. So it's like – you got to just remember that. And I, I was lucky enough to have a lot of uh, um, a lot of guys that were very helpful to me and they taught me how to stay checked in in that role. But yeah, it's Do you think, uh, like, going forward, I mean, it, c- it could be with Washington, it could be with anyone else. Do you see that being your future, or do you, do you see being a starter more? Of you know, I'm hoping to still be a starter. I lo- I'm, there's nothing more enjoyable, in my opinion, than knowing, like, you have a game in, in your hands because um, if you go out there and suck, like the game's over. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I love starting. Um, I hope I get to continue to do that. But it's also one of those things. Our, our starting rotation is worth like half a billion dollars. It's ridiculous so. how much <laughs> the guys that are in your rotation. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, um, and they're all studs, and they're so fun to learn from. And But if uh, that fifth spot can be mine or, you know, one of the other, we have Ross and Bothy that both, uh, you know, they work their butts off, so. How crazy is that? I mean, you and in, in college, you had, I mean, you and John kind of taught each other how to do shit. You and and Buddy that first year, um, when I was there, but like now your teammates are it's not Buddy Borden and John Ritchie, it's fucking Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, like all these guys. Well, what is that like? Yeah, um, I think uh, once you get past the first initial like shock and awe of seeing them, uh, you know they're they're all they're guys too, and I feel like all of them are. If you just approach them and try to talk baseball with them, they they all love it. I yeah. mean, every guy that's in this loves it, and um, I mean, I feel really close with Maxie and Strauss and Corbs and Annabelle sometimes. Like, I mean, you just go like you'll just be passing by and be like, hey, like Annabelle's got you know best changeup. Like, hey man, like I need some help with my changeup right now. Like, what do you got? Or um, you know, played catch with Strauss a lot in my life and just working with him. Max has helped me with. Um, my new little like, cutter I have. I mean, yeah. you just kind of try to um, take little pieces from everywhere and uh, build yourself. And a lot of them are very good about letting me be me. I'm I, I, I'm lucky, dude. I mean, yeah, it's you it's could insane. be on a, I yeah. could be on a team where, you know, I look across the rotation and maybe we have one star or like one guy, and then um, four young guys or something. Or there's teams that have five young guys, and I get to look down there. I got, you know, f- 50 years of big league time in my rotation, and it's like. I get, I got a lot of knowledge. Yeah, to learn. At at the same time, it's you. 
you're lucky to be surrounded by guys like that. And then it's like, oh, fuck, like, how am I ever going to get to pitch when these guys are <laughs> <laughs> these guys are going out there? Uh, Eric's actually dying of lung cancer, in case you guys didn't know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> He's still recovering from smoking all those World Series cigars. Huh? Oh, yeah, I wish that's what it was. But Did you have any, did you celebrate with some cigars or just crushing uh, beers? I think I had one cigar at one point at uh, Zen's restaurant. Um, but oh, he's got his own restaurant. Yeah, Dang. I mean, he's like the mayor of D.C. Yeah. So. I mean, all those guys, all of you now, I can imagine just walking around. Like, you got to get recognized everywhere you, you go in D.C. Sometimes. Actually, I'm surprised. It, it is. It's really cool. Being, I have to say, it's got to be so. Like, I come here now and I see, like, all the Vegas Golden Knights stuff. And it's, like, really, really cool. And that's, like, one of my favorite things is about, like, when you're at home in D.C. And, like, you go out to eat and, like, somebody's wearing, like, a Nats hat. You're like. That's so sick. Yeah, like I played for I, those guys. Like I, yeah, I get to represent like that hat. Like that's mm-hmm. so cool. And yeah, sometimes you'll be like at the mall and someone will just like notice you or something. And it's like, I mean, I can't imagine being like Max or Strauss. They're probably stuck in their house. Um, but yeah, every once in a while, I'll get to see someone will notice. I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's around here, you're probably a little little more well-known than, than most places you go. But everyone here knows you. You know, it's kind of a weird, we're in a weird community here where we've I mean we've talked about it a bunch it's just like everyone in the baseball community here knows each other and it's like mm-hmm. it's not like there's a lot of new people coming in where you've met it's like oh hey this is whatever he played here you guys meet and it's not it's not like you're a superstar it's not like you're like because you're a big leaguer you're someone special it's just like oh hey what's up fed yeah well I mean yeah and I mean we got guys in this community that are I mean the faces of the big league so mm-hmm. um and this is a great community to be a part of uh I think lots of people move here too, um, like from um, just the baseball community. And the sense is really good. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I was just playing catch the other day down at the park by my house, and like I ran into, you know, um, I think and my girlfriend was walking the dog, and like she saw like Taylor Cole and Seawall playing catch, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, it's just how it is. Like, how many know, other places is a random park in the middle of yeah, <laughs> the middle of town? Random park and big league guys just playing catch in the corner like trying to mind their own business that's funny i gotta say like the most uh i mean obviously we followed just religiously watched every pitch of the world series but uh after watching you celebrate and just the whole thing but watching you chug beers off (laughs) of the trophy and being the guy that got you drunk for the first time in college to you graduate to chugging beers off the world series trophy is a tear came to my yeah. eye. Have I surpassed you now as teacher and apprentice? <laughs> I would say. I don't know. I don't <laughs> no, think I'm ever going to get my hands no. on that trophy, let yeah. alone chug beers off it. So, um, Yeah, I don't know. I, that started in the, in the, the, champ, or, uh, the championship series round when we won the summer. I don't even know. I mean, who did it first? Maybe Dozier did it first. Um, he, like, started drinking off of that trophy but it was more shaped funny to make like a little luge yeah and uh then like Strauss did it and that and everyone started doing it and I remember being like man I want to do that so bad <laughs> like, just, like, I want to be one of them in the back with my little like beers just like squirting everybody <laughs> but I'm like man what I'm gonna do that and then we got like I, someone started doing it on the world series trophy and I'm like dude I'm not like I'm not gonna be shy here like here I go and like I went and and I have probably the best best picture of my life Having beer just poured on my There's face. There's like too. six beers getting poured yeah. on there. It's just pouring onto your yeah, face, it's too. It's not like you're I drinking it. I don't think it. I drink any, yeah. Just like drunk through through my eyeballs, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, I mean, like week, two weeks after you guys won, like parade, just partying, celebrations? I mean, it was, 
I mean, that whole month was madness. The wild card game was probably, if I really think about, like wild card game might have been the craziest one. Really. Um, plus, like where I was sitting, like our bullpen is right on the fence of the right, like right field fence, and um, that ball Soto hit um, that got by the right fielder. I just remember screaming like, "Oh my god!" Like he he messed it up. Like, yeah. He like just missed the ball and it's rolling right to me. Like I'm sitting. You were sitting right, like right right there, and it's like rolling to me. I'm like, I'm watching the, I'm watching a like a ball that's gonna win us the game roll to my feet. Yeah. And I'm just like sitting there, and then I just remember like screaming and like hugging, and it was like it happened so fast because Soto got got out at second, and then Hudson went in and shut the door in like six pitches, and I was just like, oh my god, like we just won this in that game. We got I think five celebrations out of it. Like we clinched a playoff spot, wild card. Division Championship World Series, yeah, five, and Strickland had done that before with Giants. Mm-hmm. So he's like, five celebrations is way more fun, anyways. That's why we wanted to be in the wild card. Hell yeah! Um, but yeah, and then it was, I mean, it sucked that like we, unf- I mean, it doesn't suck that we won in Houston, but I wish we won in DC. We probably mm-hmm. could have just burned the city down that night. Yeah, but, uh, Jesus. Houston was like, oh, we're shutting everything down. Like we had like hotel bar. They're like, oh, we can't serve alcohol. And we're like, okay, yeah. We just like. We found. Uh, we just like went pretty much hung out together. Like that night wasn't crazy. We flew home. They really um, did you like that? Yeah, but you know it's one of those things that, I mean, I mean, we have all of our families there. It's like so fun just to celebrate. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't hate it. Like it was like. Yeah. We, we I think winning is pretty fucking cool. You don't yeah. need to go out and just get shit I mean, faced. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, we didn't leave the clubhouse for a while. It was. Yeah, the clubhouse was nuts. There's so much media and stuff. It was like, you're like getting to the point where you're just like you're like covered in beer you're shivering you're so wet and like there's like just so many people and you're just like you don't dripping care. beer and you're like champagne. holding like a champagne bottle and a beer thing and just like put mushing through yeah. like like just this crap on the ground that's like all this beer and like media and you just like don't care and it's just fun i don't it's like yeah you're just reckless um but I yeah. d- dude i can't even imagine that's so cool yeah. and you're lucky it's this early on in your career hopefully you have the opportunity yeah. to be in there a couple more times yeah for sure yeah, hopefully the next one I get a little more, you know, throw a couple of pitches yeah. or something. <laughs> but, uh, did you, uh, um, <laughs> just throw a couple of pitches? Did you, I, I just asked you the other day if you brought home any baseballs, but like as far as World Series swag, did um, you get to bring anything yeah, home? We, well, we kept getting like shirts every round, like we'd win, and like we got through World Series ones, and I have uh, goggles from like each round that we have and then like i kept like one champagne bottle um and then the the one we have um it says like fight finished with the champagne bottle i didn't pop that one that's the only one i haven't popped um probably shouldn't ever yeah, pop that one yeah and then like you got the goggles for that one and like they're all it's all set up and then we got uh, some sweatshirts and um we have a team signed baseball i have my jersey that i was wearing that has like the world series patch and um uh, Johnny Walker sent us like a blue label bottle that says fight finished on there. It's pretty cool. Um probably had quite a few people yeah. like companies that send shit to yeah, like team got, sponsors that um yeah. And then we got some cool Strauss bought everybody uh beats headphones, which is yeah, shit. and then uh Soto got everyone Apple watches. So Damn. They hooked, we got some we got some I felt like you know like a bowl game. Like you shut up to yeah, the bowl right. game, you're like I got a new Xbox. Like, yeah, that's sick. Yeah. But um yeah, and then I mean, like we show up to the Mountain West Championship and we get a fucking coffee mug. <laughs> I think I have a Mountain West watch. <laughs> so I have a Mountain West watch <laughs> and like a coin. No, that's uh, pretty funny, but um, a little different. Yeah, and then yeah. So after we f- we flew home from Houston that night, I think 
I think everyone was, uh, I think that night was pretty chill. And then the next night we did, um, God, I wish, um, that next night we might have done, um, man, it's such a blur. Um, I think we went went out to, um, like, um, like a music thing. Uh, we had to see Tiesto and he let us all, like everyone that wanted to come to that, we went out and he let us on stage. You I'll were the to. first one to say oh, you were in dude. for that. Oh my god! Any rave? That's all anybody, about. Anybody that knows me knows that I love uh, electronic music. And then Tiesto's like, I guess, a god in the in that world. He's like probably top five. So yeah. I found out um, we were going there, and I was really excited. And then we showed up, and then at one point they're like, "Hey, like." Tiesto wants the guys to come down and come on stage with him for a second. And like while they're playing his music, like, you know, there's like lights and lasers and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden starts showing highlights of us. And then it was like, now like come out on stage, boys. And then oh, like, that's so did, sick. And then like we had like champagne bottles and like squirted on the crowd. I mean, I was like, this is heaven. I was like, I felt like I was a DJ. And then uh, Corbin grabbed, uh, Corbin, gra- or he asked like if anybody wanted a mic. And Corbin grabbed it and uh, wished his, his wife a happy birthday on it and i was like uh that's really sick and then he was like like looking around does anybody else want the mic and I yeah everyone's like looking around and, and i don't know why i did it because i'm with like you know a lot of these older <laughs> yeah. guys that did something uh, and then i was like man give me that mic yeah <laughs> i grabbed it i was like whoa whoa fucking serious chair <laughs> the place is going bananas and i was just like dude i have a picture of it. i need to post it on instagram uh-huh. um absolutely you don't have like, a video of that uh, no, but there's a picture of like him handing me the mic and like I'm just getting ready to scream my heart out. That's better so, for uh, you than winning the World Series, huh? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that, but it's a close <laughs> second. It's a, it, it was like, the, yeah, the picture's sick. I need to, I need to share that with uh, the world. But send that to me and I'll post. That'll be the picture <laughs> that I post yeah, just to announce your my idiot ass with a mic. Yeah. On, um, yeah, but that night was we that night was super fun, and then we went to the the Caps game the next day and um we have a pretty good i'd say that's we have a really good relationship it seems it's always seemed like that's a pretty tight relationship between you guys i think there's just a lot of respect there with those guys um but yeah we got to go to their game and we had like five of our guys ride the zamboni and they had we had the, the theme of our thing was shirts off i don't it was just nuts like um, everyone had their shirts off at one point. We're on like national TV, like pouring <laughs> beer on fans, like down below us. Like it was just a, a turning to it. And I remember, like, um, God, I, I wish I could remember which Capitals player it was, but he like scored two goals, and uh, he was like getting interviewed in between. Um, he was getting interviewed in between periods, and like he was like, oh, and what is it? How cool is it to have like the Nats players here? Like he's like, oh, they look too sober for me. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, he's challenging us. Yeah, just like, calling you it's up. Like, and, you know, everyone's so competitive. It's like, well, we could get more drunk than he thinks. Yeah, like, obviously. <laughs> just be shit-faced in the locker room after the game with yeah, them. And it was uh, pretty cool. Like the people that work at their uh, stadium or whatever, um, at Capital One, uh, they were saying like when they won the Stanley Cup, it was bananas, and they said they hadn't been like that since the Stanley Cup, like the game that we showed up, and it was yeah, that's cool. the place was rocking. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool, and that was a really cool experience. And then after that, the next day was the parade, and I mean, dude, talk about talk about it was unfathomable. Yeah, um, they said they I think they exp- they got um one point one million people. Holy shit! <laughs> it was um. It was like uh, we showed up and 
there was like 20 buses in a row and like there was like um three players a bus um and like then sometimes like we had uh like you know our physicians and doctors and trainers and everybody like you know so it would be a couple people per bus and my bus was me dozier uh as Drupal cabrera and uh aaron barrett and we ended up having a great bus because our families are on there too mm-hmm. and um Dozier was known for taking his shirt off, so I was like, "Well, we're on." He was shit faced in all this stuff, dude. He's great. I, I mean, <laughs> talk about a guy that's like, when you talk like we had so many team guys, like talk about a guy that like really made the clubhouse enjoyable was Dozier. But I was pumped up when he was on my bus. I'm like, "We're gonna have a fun bus." Hell and yeah! It's funny because like you know I have I had Kate with me the whole time, uh, my girlfriend, and she was awesome. And we got to like, you know, it was so fun to get to experience everything with her too. And uh, we had like all of our wives and girlfriends on the buses with us too and i just remember uh dozier brand new baby like his mom's or his wife is holding like the baby and she's like babe like let's just keep our shirt on today and just like it's not what the people want (laughs) (laughs) you can't you can't be conservative on parade day like that's if you're gonna do it that's the day to do it like sorry and then i'm just like at one point he took his shirt off and i'm like man what the hell am I I'm taking my shirt Kate, off? Kate, don't even say it. Yeah, I'm taking like, it off. Hold my sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. No, she's like, here, just, just don't fall off the bus. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm Which you nearly fell off the bus. I have that video. Oh, that, yeah. Hey, man, you never, yeah, that did happen. Not it's nothing of. to be ashamed of. You can't, anything that happens on parade day. Well, it was like, you know, you're there's like, no rules. You're standing on the, the chairs and like screaming at the people with them and. The bus hits a quick little stop, dude. It just you, know, you get the the jello legs, but quick little stop after yeah. eighteen beers. So that I, I, that parade might be like the one thing, like you know, like those memories that stick with you that you just can't get rid of. Like I remember, like we all parked all the buses, and then um, it was probably like a, I want to guess like a three mile stretch. Um, this road, I don't even know what road it was, but it has like all these. We're in D.C. There's like you know, like the the library, the Mint, the Capitol, like all these all these crazy historical things and we're driving right through the center of it and then people are like on these giant stairways that are like going to famous buildings like not looking at them like looking at the street going ape shit looking at you guys yeah yeah and like so we turn the corner and there's two fire trucks with their ladders all the way up and they're hanging like giant american flags and um it's just like oh my gosh like we're turning the corner and then it's just people like so many people and um and then like yeah and like we see, you know, we get halfway down there, and it's just like you can't. It's like you can't see the end of the people, and it's so fun. And then like people started throwing beers up, and like it became like, dude, it was almost like scary, like dodging Coors Lights. Like, like there's like Coors Lights, and, and like it's like <laughs> we got like, babies up here. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it's like man, it's like well, watch people's heads because yeah. like they're throwing them up, and like you know, you you wave to one person that looks like they're gonna throw one at you, and they start to throw, it and then like six of them come, and you're like, oh lord. Um, so you're playing dodgeball. Just need a big slash. ass net, hold it up yeah. there, and catch all the beers. Yeah, like a, you know, like a fruit ninja, yeah, like a sword, <laughs> like, like chopping them. <laughs> but no, and then if you catch one, it's like you feel obligated to to shotgun it. Obviously, oh, yeah, you have to. You yeah. have to. It's like a, I'm pretty sure it's a law in um, in parade. Well, everyone's gonna Parade-ville. hate you if you take a. They yeah. throw you a beer and in, you just set it down. In Paradeville, if you catch a beer, you have to shotgun it. Yeah. yeah. So how many beers do you think you shotgun? Oh, in three day? miles, probably fifteen. Damn. But I poured a lot. Let, like, let's be real. We know everybody knows Fed's a bad chugger. So yeah, Fed's <laughs> hella bad at chugging. <laughs> so most of it's on the ground. So it's probably like three beers. On the side of the bus because <laughs> you're just pouring it over <laughs> the edge. Damn. Uh, so like, I mean, 
like you said, it wasn't the easiest path to winning a World Series. Obviously, winning a World Series is never easy. Winning a championship in anything is never easy. Um, but at what point during the year do you think that the, the swing happened where it was like, okay, shit, like we're actually legit. We have a chance. Because it was, I mean, even up into the postseason, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Yeah. Um, well, that early in the year we lost, like Rendon was out, Trey was out, um, Soto was out for a little bit. Um, like we were, we were struggling. Um, and people we were, are saying like, "Oh, Bryce is gone. Look what's going to yeah, happen." Yeah, like uh, there was so much going on. Like our our manager's job felt like it was on the line. And it was, I think we were like twelve games under or ten games under five hundred. Um, might have been twelve. And uh, then it was like we started to get our boys back. Like um, I think I think Trey, Tony, and Soto all came back within the same week. And our schedule matched up really nice. This year we played the AL Central, which is um, not the strongest division. Where last year we had like the AL East. Yeah. Um, so this year we had the AL Central, and we played a lot of them in that month. And I think we we went like twenty four and seven in the month and got ourselves back. Like one hell of a month. Or some. It was something like yeah. It was something great. Like we we played really really well and got ourselves back to right around five hundred, maybe a little over, and. Um, then it was like, okay, boys, like we're back in this, um, and then I think right at we get we got Para in there somewhere, and um, something happened where it it's one of those things where you can't explain it, but something clicked, yeah. and it was like the clubhouse became very very fun. Winning makes everything fun. Yeah, like, let's get that straight, but. When you're having that much, like I've been in clubhouses, big leagues, minor leagues, college, where it's not that fun. My uh, my freshman year in college, we didn't have that much fun. My sophomore year was whatever. But that junior year, I mean, you could probably attest to it. Like, you f- that clubhouse felt different, like in college, our, our junior year, your senior year. Um, it was fun. Like, everyone just rallied. That happened. Uh, some Something happened. Uh, Para was that one that made it click. Like, we started dancing and, like, wins. It felt like, I think what changed is if I could ever explain this, like we celebrated winning. Like winning wasn't something that was, we realized, I don't know if it was because we had a bad start, if because we had guys that uh, from earlier in the year, but it wasn't like we won a game and everybody came in and I've been like, we just look at our phones and eat and bounce. Yeah. It was like, you didn't no, take the wins for granted. It was like, we won today. Nobody's playing with anything. Like we're turning on our disco lights. Like we're turning on the smoke machines. Um, and we're putting on loud Latin music, and we're all dancing to it. And it was like every win was like a twenty-minute ordeal in the clubhouse, and it made you like excited to win. Like, dude, like let's win, and who are we gonna make dance like an idiot? Today? Let's win so we can get those that twenty minutes after. Yeah, and it was like you were playing for something. You were, and it was like, like I there's some of the guys on our team that you like. You think every team has characters, like guys that are really outgoing, guys that are really quiet, and. We had guys on our team that I've played with for four four years now, and I've never heard them say a word, like, yeah. or like I've never couldn't imagine them dancing. And now they are in the center of the clubhouse, shirt off, like dancing. And I'm like, you're like, dude, this is fun, like weird. And then it got to the point where we were looking at each other in the clubhouse, and like we're like, if we get into the playoffs, everyone is screwed. Yeah. And I think teams knew that. Like I we we I. You might think like they didn't know that or like teams weren't thinking that, but we were thinking like teams are praying in this one game playoff that 
It's not that you. the Brewers beat us. Yeah. Because if nobody wants a five games, like, we're like, there's no way the Dodgers are sitting there and saying like, well, we much rather play the Nats over the Brewers. Yeah. And like, we went in there and we're like, this is all, like, I mean, the feeling of the clubhouse was even we, like we were down two one in that series, one game away from elimination, and it felt like like we're gonna beat the hell out of these guys. Yeah, we got this. And it was that that mentality of like we enjoy enjoy each other. I've never I've really never been in a clubhouse like that. And it was I don't think like next year. I think I think about it like next year. Like, is it gonna be the same? And I I hope, but I don't even know if you could like recreate what we have. I think that's what makes it. I think if you come back. I mean, obviously, there's going to be different pieces. Like Rendon's gone. I mean, just that's just the the little bit that I've that I know. But you go each year; it's different. There's different faces, whether it's college or or in pro ball. It's going to be different. And and if you come back and probably try and do the same shit that you did last year, you're going to be behind. Yeah. So it's just going to be because everyone now it's like you guys have a target on your back because you're the champions, and and you're going to be for the the, the whole next year, which is great. But it's like. You can't if you guys roll into spring training just like um, anybody who rolls in there like just some cocky dude like oh, I dominated last year I don't have to do shit like you're gonna get you're gonna get rolled but yeah. I don't think but I think the crazy part is is in reality maybe like we had very few guys on our team that played like Rendon played every day um, Soto Robles played uh, he was even hurt in the playoffs but we literally had like that. That, that next man up mentality, which made it so fun. Like, we had six six or seven guys in our infield that any day could make, like, as Drupal Cabrera was an addition late, that every time he would get a hit, like, our bullpen would be like, thank you, Texas. Yeah. Releasing him. <laughs> um, and like, it was like, he would play some days, and he'd have seven RBIs. And he'd be like, dude, what the hell? And then the next day, Dozier would play, and he'd hit two home runs. Yep. Or then, um, like, we had Zim, Howie, and Big City. Um, all three of them were playing first base and uh, they were all being so I mean it was like there was never a point where someone was like man I wish I was playing every day it was like oh like City dude this is a good matchup for yeah. you today and Zim's like pumped like hey like let's go to the video room and get you ready and you're going to hit two tanks today that's then, sick um, it was yeah and then Howie was playing second um, so, and then I mean Trey and Tony were great but every every guy in your lineup was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and Howie Kendrick was the greatest freaking hitter in baseball. Yeah, he is he is our god. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he got a, like the amount of hits he gets up the middle was just like ridiculous. Every time you guys needed one, it's just like yeah. not line drive up the middle. Yeah, it was like yeah. If Howie if Howie comes up and there's guys on base, like just add him to your ERA. Like, <laughs> just add it up there. But I think one thing is cool that we talked about the other night and and just listening to you say that stuff and, and listening to the names that you're dropping is that you guys were fucking old. <laughs> like, no offense to your teammates, but like you guys really were an old team in regards to everybody else. The oldest, right? Yeah, we're, we, were, we were for sure the oldest team in baseball. I think it wasn't even close. Yeah. I think, and I think the Braves might have been. I mean, same. name the old guys on your team. Zim, you got Zimmerman, <laughs> Dozier. The funny thing is, they're like thirty-three. They're yeah, they're not, not that. Old. Yeah, they're not old, um, which is crazy. But yeah, we had Fernando Rodney. I think he was the oldest. He was in his forties. Um, Paro was pretty old. Uh, um, we had a lot of guys with you know they're getting close to ten years of big league time. Max is uh, getting up there. Zim, uh, Howie, um, I mean, uh, Anibal. It's um, those guys have been Suzuki. Are, yeah, dude. Um, Suzuki's I mean, been in the league for 32 years. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's caught for every team twice. 
yeah, he's um, and I mean, guys like that, like you know how fun it is to know, like when you're pitching and there's a guy like Zook and Gomes, both of them who, I mean, Gomes has caught so many Cy Young guys, so is Zook, and mm-hmm. like he throws down a number, and you're like, okay, this is for sure the right pitch. Like, yeah, let's let's roll. And those two, those two guys, they worked their butts off and they flip flopped all year. And uh, I know it's probably tough for both of them who've been a lot in their life, you know, like the number one guy. Um, but I think that's what made the the team so special because, like I said, it, that was happening all around our yeah our our lineup. It wasn't like singular to the catching position; yeah. everyone was was shifting around. But the, if you look, if you go around to, I mean, you go on every World Series team for the for as long as the World Series has been played, there's those veterans on those teams that just like, whether they come in on one-year deals or they come in in a trade late in the year, whatever it is, um, or somebody releases them and you pick them up and they come and they just rake. Like, you got to have something, that kind of salty vet presence to to lead it, but just to kind of set the tone because they've been there before, which is awesome. And now you've been there before, so you (laughs) you got a little something going into it. But um, something that drove me fucking crazy about you guys was the Parra, baby shark thing oh, which it was a weird can't, like can't it was like from a from a fan's perspective not from like just a fan of baseball like watching your games and every time it came on listening to that fucking song and it was just like that's <laughs> thing but then i had to every time it happened come back and think about how cool it would have been to be in your shoes and be sitting there watching an yeah. entire stadium go ape shit and then thinking being him going to the plate and have this fucking song playing and have everybody in that stadium he, singing uh, it. I mean, because he came on our scene so hot. Like, I think he had a grand, like his first game with us, he had a grand slam against the Dodgers yeah, in Dodger Stadium uh, earlier in the year. And then he just switched it to that. And it was like, I mean, it was like, it was like crack for the, the fans. Like, it was like, you, they got there and it was like, everyone was so excited. About it. it was like an epidemic. And I remember being like, um, us talking like with the team and being like, we have to make the playoffs and play a home game so we can see just under 50 K like aggressively do the big shark. Yeah. Oh my God. And it was like, also it was like fun when like, okay, you know, like you've been in games where like it's the sixth inning and your team's got one hit and there's no life in the stadium. And it's like, Oh, well let's pinch hit par right here. And everyone's like alive. Mm-hmm. And then it's a, uh, yeah, I mean, and a lot of the times when you guys needed that and you pinch hit him, he came up and he did man, something. He got a hit, and then be like, "This guy's got to be hitting eight hundred for us." Yeah. Um, and then the next side comes up and they yeah. go ape shit over there. Yeah, walk up, so. and then it's like, yeah, it's just like it. Yeah, we had that like that infectious, like some type of. It was just like your shot of adrenaline into the crowd, and he brought that to our clubhouse and to the the fans. Yeah, and. um yeah, I mean, I've heard Baby Shark more times than I'm probably proud. I, especially from oh, my, I not having not too. having a kid. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it was uh, you know, people loved it, and it was like we would be like in Houston, and you'd see like seven people in shark outfits. Yeah, like, in the stadium, like they're there for us. Bro, like, it's every every part of the story is like is relevant. Like if yeah. he if he didn't have that song, who knows what? It, yeah. As crazy as that sounds, like if it. That little shit like that, it all adds up. And yeah. what, what the really cool thing is, and people that aren't baseball fans probably wouldn't understand what he did basically right when the season ended, signing that deal in, um, it was either Japan or Korea. Yeah, Japan. I think Japan. So I, think, I can't remember. Either, but either one. It, it's, it's, he became, like, he, he created an image for himself with that, yeah. the, that baby shark thing. And it turned him into a celebrity and 
Now he's gonna go over there and get paid, and they're gonna fucking love him. Oh, dude, I can't, I can't imagine. It's like, and he got ten years in the big leagues this year. Yeah. Um, like it's not a guy that's like not been around, but sometimes it talk about a guy that's like that charismatic and, um, like a, ten years is the most successful big league. Like, are you kidding me? Like that's amazing. Um, and to see maybe, maybe he took him ten years to find his perfect fit with us. I'm like, I like to think that like. He helped us, and maybe we helped him. I do, and I think that's absolutely it, which is which is crazy. A ten-year big leaguer, and it took him until the last three months of. I mean, did did he win a World Series in San Francisco, or did he get there after that? I don't think he did. I think we had Strickland was the only one on our team with a a ring. Yeah, fourteen, and then yeah, so he was on Arizona, and then went there. Okay, and then Davey had I think a ring with the Cubs. Yeah. 16 yeah so it's just like that entire career i mean and and so many guys go their entire career never win a world series or never even win a playoff series whatever it is but he all that shit happens and it's like within three months or six months whatever the timeline is he becomes a huge celebrity he (laughs) blows up his team wins the world series and now he's gonna go there and pretty much start a whole new career there who dude he could play there for like in five years, like yeah. <laughs> I don't know how old he is, but if they're gonna pay him a million dollars a year and he's gonna have that kind of celebrity, who knows what the song will be this year? But yeah. it might be Baby Shark for the rest of his career, and he'll hate that fucking song. Yeah, just be- <laughs> to his death. I'm yeah. sure, dude. I don't even know. There probably is gonna be like a Baby Shark picture next to our name in like the World Series. Like I don't know if they do Holly like Hall of Fame stuff, but we might as well just put Baby Shark in there for us that year. They'll do something. They yeah. do. They'll they'll do something set up. But I mean, it's it's awesome that. Um, I mean, he he got. He's probably going to make way more money than he would if signing a deal with somebody and signing a minor league contract. Probably, um, it's yeah. it's weird how how the game works like that. But uh, the thing I want to talk to you before we go is just on an individual note. So, being someone that's gone back and forth um, from Double AA, A, Triple A to the big leagues, you've won a World Series now. It's really like I don't. It's really undecided as what's going to happen after spring training. You could be in fucking double A again. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but like you could be the fifth starter on the big league roster. You could be with you. There's so much shit that can happen. So um, having a shortened off season, obviously going through that long run, the parade, the celebrations, all that shit. What do you have to do this off season to get you in the best spot to go when spring, spring yeah. training starts? It was one of those things where you sacrifice like a lot of like, I mean, I personally usually just take off the whole month of October and uh, try to do a trip or two, and um, but you know you you sacrifice that for the playoff run, which I don't think if you can even consider that a sacrifice. Nobody would trade that. <laughs> yeah, it's a it was a blessing, um, and so I took off, you know, pretty much ten days of my off season, and then I started the the lifting process and the grind and. Um, I'm sure some guys took off more, which you can't even, they gotta be gas. I didn't play. I got an extra month off of just like watching Yeah. in the sense of like, I wasn't like in full tilt. You weren't putting innings on your arm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so I took, you know, 10 days off and started, I put on, try to put on weight and then I just started throwing like a week ago. Um, yeah, it's just, you, it just, it's spring training is just going to happen way faster. It's a, in reality, um, but yeah, it's one of those things where I can't go in expecting to have a job, and I try to tell myself I need it to be that way, even if I had a ten-year contract mm-hmm. or something. But um, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where 
I go in and, you know, work my butt off and um, just have the motto of uh, they don't keep big leaguers in the minor leagues. So uh, just pitch like a big leaguer, uh, conduct myself like a professional and, you know, try to earn a job on the World Series champion team. <laughs> Damn. That's going to be so sick just going back to spring training and just being the World <laughs> Series champion. Oh, I cannot wait. And I mean, if some of you don't know, we share um, – we share a facility with the Astros, so it's going to be really That's fun to be nice, right. and, nice and petty. They have uh, their 2017, so like our stadium, like they use one side of the stadium, and like that's their home dugout, and mm-hmm. use the other side of the facility, and like that's our home dugout. So when another team comes, like they just use whoever they're not playing. But hanging over this our stadium, like right over the left field fence, is this big banner that says like 2017 World Champions, and. I heard we're going to make ours just a little, just a bit little bigger, bigger <laughs> and hang it over the right oh, side. That's and, so sick. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, and we always, I think we play them first game of spring training. So yeah, of I'm course. sure it'll be one of those things where it's like, Hey, like congrats. And, or like, I mean, if I can't like it, it will be like anger. Yeah. It's like, not going to be, anger. Like, Dude, they might not even, the Astros might not even be around next year. They might <laughs> just, just give them the death penalty. Just, um, the team has been evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> just see you later. All you yeah, guys, that, you're just uh, done. I'm, I'm interested to see how that turns out. But uh, I don't want to put you in a position where you say you have to say something stupid, but it's not that you would. But that is, it's such a weird situation, and it's kind of, um, if you haven't been, like, really looking into it, it's no one's heard anything about it. The winter meetings happened, and it's just kind of, like, quiet. No one's like really knows what the fuck's going to happen. So in January, February, before spring training happens, some shit has to go down. Yeah. I'd be, I'm really, it's going to be, I mean, it's hard to imagine there's not going to be some type of hefty penalty. Yeah. If I'd be curious more about what happens, like, do they strip title or, uh, cause I mean, from the small things I've seen and just being in clubhouses and hearing about like how we have to be careful with our signs and stuff. Um, I'm sure it's going to be like, or if they just lose draft picks or yeah, like, I don't know. What do you, what do you say? Like if you're on the 2017 world series team and they strip you, are you like no longer a champion? Yeah. Nothing, nothing like this has ever happened in, Um, it's not, it's not good for the sport. People Um, have cheated. People have like gambled. People have stolen signs in baseball forever, but this is just something that's, that's new. It's also like one of those things of the evolving world of technology. Um, I mean, do you know you people still have morals like know yeah. what's right and wrong, but like you also have to like I guess decide like is it just a we're just gonna make new rules to be safer yeah. or like because um, like for the sport of baseball we you know we want our champions and we want our people to you know represent the sport well, so it's gonna be it'll be a very interesting thing. I'm just worried if like I wonder if people will be like banned or yeah, that's what I, I mean. There's someone someone's going to get banned out of that. We'll see what happens, but it's, I think just as far as like punishment wise, they have to set it like almost be over the top with their punishment on this first time, just to scare other people away from doing it. You don't want to be like the league. Like sometimes the NFL gets crap for being uh, like too nice. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, if you want to nip stuff in the butt, make it harsh probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, you you have to, you got to scare everyone else because who knows who else is doing it. And I'm sure you've, You've heard of a, you know what other teams are doing, and just you got to prepare for hitters. And I'm not going to ask you who because I don't want to put you in a <laughs> weird spot. But okay, so just I want to ask, just from your point of view, you've been, you've 
gone through every level. I mean, you were just you were a multiple sport athlete in high school. Um, you dominated in college baseball, and I mean, through your whole minor league journey to being a World Series champion. Go if you could go back and tell yourself something as a freshman in college, because I know there's a shit ton of. T- I would tell myself. Oh my what 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 would you have done different? Um, man, what would I have done different? I mean, right now I feel like I'm on top of the world. What would I do? What, yeah, I that's a not? perfect answer. But um, no, seriously, I think um, if I could go back and change things, um, I tell people this in the sense of like I definitely think in college there's a point where like I felt like. I was unstoppable, and that injury, um, my, as bad as it was, and timing-wise, something that really brought me back to reality of like, dude, it can go so fast. Um, just, I'd probably just tell myself to, you know, really just like, don't get too big-headed, like slow yourself down, because um, that injury was a good reminder, I guess, to myself of like, why why act like you're anything special when in reality like things can go so fast and i think it's it's put a good perspective on like like my baseball career like i like you said i played on the oldest team in baseball and we had two guys on the like organization that had won a world series like so like don't take that for granted like how how crazy is it that i got to be a part of that and stay level-headed and stay working hard because Next year, you could be, you know, doing nothing. Next year or tomorrow, dude. And it's if are you admitting that you had a little bit of a big head before oh, you got 100%. hurt? I think everybody, because anybody that knows me for sure knows that uh, there was a point in my life where I uh, needed some. I mean, I can head. sit here and say that you were there was definitely a noticeable difference between like your confidence level between sophomore and junior, your yeah. junior year, but looking back at it it's 100% all of our faults because we were literally just blowing your head up it was like oh hey what's up first round fed like literally yeah. that was it it was you were one rf it was you didn't have a choice it wasn't like you were walking around like yeah, i'm hot shit you were walking around and we were doing that for you yeah but uh i still didn't have to be i didn't have to feed into it yeah. I mean, any, yeah. any 19 20 year old yeah. would do that yeah, no, shit i'd still do it now yeah i mean those were fun times dude i loved college dude we had so much fun dude, I, I, said, I said i think my favorite story between us though which is is my favorite one is when um when when were we we like what i have like scratches all over my back or something oh my like god that. it was the f- dude it was i don't i can't remember i think it was it was it was a late fall but how did he see? How did was it start? Because like I was changing my shirt, and you, I was covered in scratches. You were you had taken your shirt off in front of our in, in front of our coach. after you pitched to get ice put on or something. Yeah, so like I took my shirt off um, off the baseball field, and like my back was all beat up. And he goes, "What?" Still, our pitching coach goes, "Who's the head coach at UNLV now?" Um, goes, "Fed, like what's wrong with your back?" And I, my my silly self was just like. Oh, me and Pat were wrestling. Like, what do you, like, we were at his house and we were just, uh, we had to find out who was the the biggest man on campus. And, uh, we, and if I remember the four of us just sitting in the living room, it was me, you, Joey, and Maddie, and we were just fucking wrestling. Just literally, like, like, when you talk about, like, like, boys are stupid, like, yeah, we were just literally just, like, 
Oh, I'm gonna tackle you now. Like man. if you started to try and wrestle me right now, I'd be like, get your hand, stop touching me, yeah. dude. <laughs> like we're old men now. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was like, like yeah, let's just wrestle, and we we're just like putting each other in headlocks. And <laughs> Stolte just looks at, looks you dead in the face and goes, "If you ever wrestle with Fetty again, you're just going on the first train back to uh, to Stockton." Let me. I'll tell you exactly <laughs> how it went down. I was hitting. You had already pitched early. I, I got in a bat and I popped up and I was running back across the field to the third base dugout and he was umpiring from behind the mound and he stopped me and he already like had keyed, he denies this, but he would like give me shit all the time. Yeah. He, he was just on my back all the time and he stopped me and he was, he said, Hey Pat, come here. And I was like, Oh fuck, I'm getting cut literally right now. He's going to cut me in the middle of the inner squad. He was if you ever touch one of my pictures again, I'll send you on the first fucking train back to Stockton. <laughs> I was like, uh, yes, sir. Like, Fetty, what the fuck, dude? Did he throw me under the bus? I, like, and I said it so innocently. Like, just like, yeah, we're wrestling, dude. Yeah. Like, Not thinking like, that I'm the last guy on the roster and you're probably the first guy. <laughs> it's like me saying like, oh, yeah, like I was, uh, I put a... Scherzer in an arm bar and was seeing if he tap out. Like, that's the quickest way. Like, like you see a Fed. Fed was traded to like the Saskatchewan. Yeah, like, literally anybody. Like, mud buckets. Oh my God. That's that's awesome. Fed, I appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah. We got to get, um, I mean, I'm leaving this week to go home for Christmas, but in January, play some golf for sure. Yeah. It pumps me up that you're, you're playing golf. You're into it. I'm working on it. It's not pretty. I think I just, it's one of those things where I was, I hate being bad at things and I'm finally starting at least, uh, I can get in the hole like within six shots. So. Yeah. When did you catch the bug? Because last off season um, you said you wanted to golf, but you didn't really. Yeah, I got my clubs last off season, and then this year, um, I ended up playing like three times in like a week, uh, just like randomly. And I was like, dude, this is too much. You get hooked hella fast, huh? Yeah. So no. it takes one. It takes one good shot. Like you get a birdie, or you just like yeah. on a par three, just get one close, or just like pipe a three wood. Like, oh shit. I could do this. Yeah, that's like it's like it's it's intense. Yeah, I love it. Wait, hey, if you can get under hundred and at least be like somewhat competitive, it's fun. Yeah, we'll get out there. All right, Feds, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, smell you later. Thanks, man. We gotta take a fucking picture before.